Are you the next Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Welcome to the Huddle Up Podcast Super Bowl Preview, Wednesday, February 1st, 2017, NGSCSports.com. We never stop. This is the homepage for all the shows, all the written content, the bonus coverage, and everything there at NGSCSports.com. Check out all the shows on the NGSC Sports Radio Network by searching NGSC on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn Radio app. You can also podcast our show directly on Android or iTunes. Search Huddle Up with Jim and Dave. If you are subscribed on iTunes, we ask just take a couple of minutes, rate and review us. It will help uh, get our show uh, continue to grow. We appreciate that. So again, uh, five-star ratings, four-star ratings. I think we at least deserve the four stars. So rate and review us on iTunes if you are subscribed there. We also stream daily at LeebSports.com. That is L-E-E-I-B sports.com. You can follow the show all times on uh, Facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast. We are on Twitter at Huddle Up Podcast. And uh, if you want to email us, you can do that. Huddle Up Podcast at Gmail or uh, excuse me, Huddle Up Podcast at Outlook.com, not Gmail.com. Let's uh, get our uh, co-host in here, Dave. Dave, the day that uh, seemed like it would never come a couple of months ago when we started this show, the last show before football is gone uh, until August, real football gone until August, we have finally reached that day. It's exciting, but it's sad at the same time. Well, Jim, I think it's a celebratory day because, uh, I mean, we, we brought this podcast about so probably 18, 20, 30, 25 weeks ago, and um, we've been growing all year, and um, we, we made it through a football season without, uh, without uh, A, folding, but B, more importantly and more impressive to me, without killing each other. So um, I, I think it's something <laughs> worth celebrating. I'm pouring a glass of uh, whiskey at the moment, so uh, definitely a, a celebration type of day. Yeah, it certainly is, and, and we want to, you know, of course, thank everybody for uh, joining us throughout the football season. We we had a couple of weeks where uh, we missed a show here and there. I was on vacation and, and uh, 
different uh, different reasons why you might have missed a show, but uh, for sticking with us, we appreciate that. Uh, the show will be hanging around in some form or fashion. Uh, still, kind of uh, play, you know, working on the ideas. Uh, we I, I will have a show. Uh, next week uh, to kind of wrap up uh, the Super Bowl and, and, and some other things. But uh, you stay tuned to Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we will keep you up to date on what the show is going to look like over the next few months as we uh, as we get out of the football season. So just make sure you do that again. Facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast and on Twitter at Huddle Up Podcast. Make sure you're following along uh, on both places and being interactive and all of those fun things. We appreciate it. Uh, you can call in the show. I, I, tonight, we're, we're hoping to be very interactive on the show tonight. So you can do that by calling 866-398-0383. Again, 866-398-0383 is the number to call. Uh, we will take as many calls as we can, and that'll kind of dictate it. Um, as, I mean, we're going to preview our thoughts on what's going to happen on the show or on the Super Bowl uh, this Sunday. But uh, we, we'd love to hear from all of you as well. So make sure you do that again, 866-398-0383. So obviously, Dave, you and I are, are uh, I'm sure, going to be uh, at odds and, and have a you know different opinion on uh, who, who is going to win this Sunday. But before we get into that, um, you know, kind of any thoughts on, on the journey here? Obviously, the, the NFL season over the past few months, we've talked about it, but for, for these two teams... Um, Atlanta and New England coming into Sunday, and any thoughts about it? Well, Jim, um, one thing I I think that has to be mentioned, I have like a sheet full of stats here, but the one thing that I was really, really, um, I I think goes to show a lot uh, how how we always say defense wins championships. Um, One of the the stats that I came up with was that uh, New England finished first in one of the defensive categories that looks at um, how, how good a defense is compared to their opposition and then neutralizes it against the entire NFL field and kind of ranks people. Um, New England was first, and Atlanta was actually third in the defensive category. So um, I, I think that says a lot uh, about both defenses, which are being vastly overshadowed shadowed coming into this game. Um, I, I would like to add that Dallas was number two, so it's kind of ironic that they didn't make it, but um, – just, just kind of, uh, kind of keep showing that defense is key, and both these teams uh, definitely have better defenses than they're getting credit for. So that's the one thing looking into this game that has uh, has really stood out to me. Yeah, it, I mean, I, I just think it's it's the the contrast of the two teams, and I think even the contrast of the two journeys. Obviously, New England starting the year with the uh, the, the the Brady suspension and. Uh, you know, they started three and zero. Then they got beat by uh, I think it was Buffalo, and uh, you know everybody is, is is just kind of you know assuming that New England's gonna gonna do what New England always does, uh, especially when they went three and one in those first four games. And for Atlanta, I you know I, I keep going back to it that that being in the in the NFC South, I feel like they're a team that people forget about. They're a team that. I don't think a lot of people really maybe thought that that would get this far. You know, they always kind of thought they're good. I'm I'm guilty of this at times as well. That they were a team that was always very good, but found ways to lose when it mattered most. And even even going into this playoff year, I thought at some point it's going to be that same old story. It's going to be, you know, Atlanta loses. Atlanta falls apart. They they can't handle the big stage. 
and, and they never did. And, and I, I think they were better than Seattle, obviously, by a large margin. And then going into that NFC title game, I thought maybe this is going to be the week. And it wasn't. And, um, you know, I, I think that, that's just been impressive. I think it, it is such a tale of two different teams, two different franchises, um, and, and scenarios going into this game that really has me intrigued by what's going to happen on, on, on Sunday. Uh, and I was talking to some guys at work today that, uh, you know, cause they, they're, you know, they're asking me like, you know, what, what do you think is going to happen? Who are you root for things like that? And I, I just, I, I think I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that to me, it doesn't matter. I, I am pulling for Atlanta and I'll, and I'll break down kind of why and why I think they're going to win. But ultimately, uh, you know, I, I, once Dallas got eliminated, the two teams I wanted out were Green Bay and Pittsburgh. Uh, both of those are out. So I get to have a stress-free football game, and, and that's kind of nice. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think uh, I think one of the things that's very intriguing about this Atlanta team, and I actually saw an article about uh, someone who picked them at 100-1 to in preseason, and the reason that they did is they started 5-0 and last year, and they had uh, some tough breaks. But they uh, they showed a lot of life in those games, and they also I think they I think he said that the real turning point on him for the Falcons and picking them for the future was the fact that they uh, I think they beat Green Bay late in the season last year, and that showed him that the team was there. And uh, he's a big fan of Dan Quinn as well, so that was something else that uh, helped with uh, selling him on picking them. So hundred to one, that's a heck of a uh, heck of a position to be in. Even if you put ten bucks on it, uh, you're sitting there with a thousand dollar ticket. Uh, so you can have a lot of options to get out of that with uh, ease, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a uh, – this is a a clear-cut example of a up-and-coming young team for the most part. Uh, you look at the Falcons versus um, one of the greatest dynasties. And, yes, I'm calling it a dynasty. Um, but, yes, uh, one of the, the – the up-and-coming team versus the dynasty. So it's going to be can this dynamic team hold on and win one more Super Bowl or is it time for the – uh, next generation type team to come up through. So it'll be interesting to see, and it should be a heck of a game. Oh, it absolutely should be. It, it, it's, you know, and, and, and what has been a pretty bad playoff year, and we talked about that, um, you know, over the last few weeks, is, is going into this playoff year, I think we expected some pretty decent football. Um, we've, we've only gotten one, maybe two. I know, that, you know, there's people, especially uh, Steelers fans, that, argue that because of the close score competitiveness uh, of the of the game against Kansas City that that was a good game it was not a good game it was a competitive game uh, I, I wouldn't call it a good game and I and I go back to there was only one really good game um, in this playoff so far uh, on paper uh, all things you know looking at it and, and just um, you know taking into account what both these teams have done and who they are I think that this uh, this Sunday should be a pretty good game. Should it has the potential to be a very good game, uh, and maybe uh, could be the best game of the of the playoffs. But again, then that, that that's not very hard. You you have to beat out one game. Uh, so I, there is a lot of excitement here. There's there's um, you know you know for for obviously for Atlanta fans and New England fans, tons of excitement. But I think just as the football fans, it, it's. Uh, I had a guy on uh, on Facebook today, a friend of mine that that said, you know, why why do you get excited if your team is not in the uh, is not in the Super Bowl? And and I simply put, well, it just it depends. If you're just a fan of a team or just like to watch a team, then yeah, you're probably not 
Um, you're not probably not excited if you uh, if your team is not in there. But for people that enjoy the 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 game of football, this is kind of a celebration. It's the conglomeration of the entire year. Uh, it's the biggest football event. It, it you know sh- should be usually one of the one of the best games of the year. Although in, in recent years that hasn't always been the case. But I think it's just uh, you know it, it's an excuse to drink. It's an excuse to eat and uh, just kind of celebrate uh, football as a whole. So I, I, I for one, am very excited about watching this game. Yeah, I, I'm on. Uh, I'm on agreement with you there, Jim. I think it's going to be a heck of a game and. Uh... I, I think it's an excuse to watch grown men put a whole bunch of money on stupid things like the Super Bowl squares. So uh, just a uh, interesting factor, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. So uh, why don't we head into the uh, preview and uh, go ahead and start it off, Jimmy? All right, you want you want me to go first? It's the NFL, it's your baby. Uh, well, that is true. I thought we could save the best for last, but I'll take it. Um, you know, for, for Atlanta, get the wrong opinion out of the way. <laughs> Um, again, as I mentioned a couple minutes ago, I'm, I'm kind of on team Falcon here, which is, which is odd in itself because usually I root, uh, against my, uh, the, the conference of my team if my team's not in, but, uh, you know, I, I like to see somebody different and that's kind of, kind of something I looked at is, uh, you know, the Falcons 51 years in the league, they're the same age as the Super Bowl game. So, um, you know, searching for that, that first win, um, they're looking to become the first NFC team to reign over the NFL since Seattle three years ago. Um, the There has been eight different Super Bowl champions in the past eight seasons, which is the longest stretch of that particular type of parity in the Super Bowl era. Of course, those teams, Steelers, Saints, Packers, Giants, Ravens, Seahawks, Patriots, and Broncos are your past eight. The Falcons can push that uh, that number up to nine if they uh, if they win. Um, one, one thing that I thought was, uh, particularly, uh, interesting of note that Bill Belichick himself, um, kind of said this week that he thinks that Atlanta could provide them with their, uh, toughest challenge, uh, to, to date, even, uh, going back through the entire season, which has kind of somewhat almost been, uh, on, on cruise control, if you will. He said, uh, they're very explosive. They have tremendous playmakers on offense, uh, very fast and playmakers on defense who turn the ball over create a lot of negative plays. They're just a solid team that's had a great year. They've kind of been on top the uh, wire to wire. They're an impressive team to watch. We've got a lot of work to do. We have a lot. We've got a lot of things that we need to understand in how to play uh, against Atlanta and how to play them well. Things that we're going to need to do in this game are different from any game we've played here in a little while. Um. The uh, again, as I said, Atlanta in their fifty-first year. It is the longest any franchise in the Super Bowl era has endured before winning their first championship. Uh, their the next longest drought that was eventually ended belonged to New Orleans, uh, which was in their forty-third season in two thousand nine when they beat the Colts uh, a few years back. Uh, they have also gone eighteen years between Super Bowl trips, having uh, last made the game in nineteen ninety-eight which was their only other Super Bowl appearance. It's the third longest gap between uh, teams in the Super Bowl, uh, between su- teams' Super Bowl runs, excuse me. Uh, the Falcons, of course, uh, you know, pretty exciting, but they're young. And I think this is this is kind of where people 
um, kind of are giving the edge to New England. And, and to be fair, New England does have uh, the experience. The uh, There's only four players uh, on this Falcons team with previous Super Bowl experience. Um, all of five games worth of those. Veteran pass rusher Dwight Freeney has the most with two Super Bowl appearances, both as a Colt. Um, the the uh, Tom Brady having more games worth of Super Bowl experience than the Falcons roster himself. But again, it, it's young and hungry versus kind of this uh, this old guard that um, that that New England is. Uh, teams with the edge in Super Bowl experience, well under the break even mark in the past four decades and to the two Super Bowls that uh, New England has lost uh, during the uh, Belichick Brady era both came to te- go both came to a team uh, with less combined experience those that being against uh, the Giants both times I mean I mean and 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 this is this is also now Dave where, where I kind of look at some numbers throughout the course of the year and throughout the course of the playoffs and and the the key has been uh Atlanta's offense. Atlanta's offense, of course, clipping uh, at, at one of the best in the league. At the uh, the the current best of the league, um, 457 yards per game. They uh, you know they they they've really been uh, you know out ahead of everybody else. 40 points per game in the uh, in the postseason. Uh, but but I think another key to that to their success has, has been their defense. Uh, now, of course, New New England's defense. Uh, ranked slightly higher than them, uh, giving up 16.5 points per game at Atlanta, only surrendering 20 and a half points per game, uh, and and that that to me is where the key to this game falls. Is uh, Atlanta has the best offense? They have so many weapons. Matt Ryan has uh, has thrown touchdown passes to 14 different players over the course of the year, and. The, the 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 difference maker in this game, I think, though, is going to be the Atlanta defense and their ability to get to Tom Brady, uh, because we have seen Brady struggle at times, very limited times. But even back in that Houston game, early on, the Houston pass rush got to him, and um, you know frustrated him, and and you kind of saw him and the offense start to melt down a little bit. They were able to override that. The big difference is Houston didn't have an offense uh, to really make the Patriots pay. This is this is the key. The, the, the Falcons are going to get to Tom Brady. Brady is not as he was never really that mobile, but he is not nearly as mobile as he used to be. And I think that the uh, the Atlanta pass rush is going to be able to get to him. They're going to frustrate Brady. They're going to frustrate the uh, the whole Patriots offense. And then the key is that once that offense takes over. Um, I, I think this will be a, a somewhat close game. Uh, I think Atlanta wins between seven and ten points. However, because of because of that frustration, and then it's how much can the Atlanta Falcons offense take over? Uh, I think there is potential for Atlanta to blow this thing open. I think it'll be a close game, but uh, but watch out for an Atlanta blowout and making this one ugly. So I have Atlanta winning, Dave, and now I uh, I turn it over to you. Wow, Jim, that was uh, that was uh, kind of impressive. Uh, but I have a whole bunch of stats, one or two actually, that are kind of going the other way because I obviously think that the experience is crucial in this game and matters. So I'm taking New England on the record, of course. Um, 
I'm just going to go down my list here. And again, they're stats, so take that for what they're worth. But uh, I found some good ones this week. Um, one of the things I want to touch on first, since you uh, brought it up about Brady being under pressure, um, Brady actually had the fifth best QBR in the league this year when he was under uh, under pressure or uh, hurried. So, um, yeah, he's not mobile and any of that, but he's still a damn good quarterback when he's under pressure. So it's something that he doesn't get enough credit for and um, something worth noting as well. Um, one thing I have to throw in there, because I, I know that you're going to beat me up for it if I don't, but I have to get my rag in on my Panthers, that uh, this Panthers team put up 33 points and uh, I believe 17 against the Falcons. So averaging 25 a game against the Falcons defense, and uh, that's a Panthers offense that isn't very good. So uh, just throwing that out there as well with your, uh, your uh, ragging on or uh, promoting the, the Atlanta D. Um, Brady's thrown two interceptions so far in the playoffs, which actually matched his regular season total. Um, so I, w- I would say he's going to correct back towards the regular season form. Um, something that you generally see that stats over a 16-game period are going to be better, more accurate than stats over a uh, two-game period. Um, Brady actually had the best TD to interception ratio in the NFL history this year, um, 28 TDs, two interceptions. Um, interestingly enough, uh, the second best in NFL history actually occurred this year as well uh, with Nick Foles going 27 TDs, two interceptions. So I even got a Philadelphia Eagles reference on a Super Bowl show. It's going to be the closest that we get. Um, some interesting notes for this. Uh, this is going to be the sixth Super Bowl for Brady. Uh, Montana Bradshaw obviously have four. Um, Brady Should Brady win the MVP? Um, he obviously is leading that. I believe Joe Montana is second with three. Um, interesting notes, uh, Dan Quinn, uh, Atlanta Falcons stats here. Um, Dan Quinn has actually coached in the previous three Super Bowl, three out of the previous four Super Bowls. So uh, kind of has some experience on the coaching staff uh, for Atlanta there on what it takes to, uh, to get uh, up and hopefully win, hopefully lose the game, but hopefully make it a competitive game. Um, I don't need to go over the stat about wearing white. I think it's 11 out of the last 12 that have won the Super Bowl to have white on. So um, that's a slam dunk right there. Um, Brady is 4-0 versus Atlanta. Matt Ryan is 0-2 versus New England in his career. So right there, 6-0. Granted, two of Matt Ryan's games are against Brady, so that really doesn't help. But uh, I'm, I'm making it sound better than it is. <laughs> um, Brady can actually become the second oldest uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback. Uh, both he and Peyton Manning last year. Uh, shut up, Jim. You don't need to say it. But both him and Peyton Manning last year would be 39 years old. Uh, Peyton would have the edge by about uh, four months, I think it is. But uh, that really doesn't matter. Um trying to read my chicken scratch here. I should have typed this up. Um, five postseason starts for uh, Julio Jones with 110 yards and one TD in a game. Um, interestingly enough, uh, this is actually my favorite stat that I found, Jim. So uh, take note of this. This is something that only Dave would be able to find. Um, New England has allowed only one playoff touchdown to any first-team all-pro wide receiver who is six foot or taller and has only allowed 200, 102 instances of 100-yard games to these. Um, one was uh, Carolina's wide receiver, and one was Terrell Owen. Um, other examples of who they've shut down was uh, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Torrey Holt, uh, Antonio Brown, obviously, Rice. Um, so, again, all these names I just named, not only did they not have a touchdown or a 100-yard game, 
New England actually held them under 50 yard game, under 50 yards receiving during that game. So the the clear and glaring and obvious key to the Super Bowl is New England shutting down Julio, which they're going to do. Um, the other thing I didn't mention about those uh, those all pro receivers there, New England's actually 10 and two in those games, so they have a pretty good track record of going against all pro receivers there. Um, New England is seven and two in the past 10 years in games officiated by the head referee, uh, Carl Schaefer's. So another thing that's uh, fallen into the favor there, that uh, Brady's comfortable with the refs. So that, that bodes well there. I bet he is. Um, oh, he's comfortable with Belichick, too. <laughs> I mean, he has Giselle to go home with, and he goes to Belichick. So. <laughs> Not saying I like Brady or anything, but Brady's going to be good enough to get the Super Bowl victory. Um. Ryan, Matt Ryan has not thrown a uh, pick since December 4th. So that's six entirely full games there. Um, that's something that's going to come to an end in the Super Bowl. So uh, foreshadowing their prop bet there, but uh, something that uh, definitely has some potential there. Um, it, Atlanta has the number one scoring offense at 33.8 points per game, and New England has the number one scoring defense, allowing 15.6 points per game. This kind of seems like a... a uh, a replay of the Seattle Super Bowl a couple of years ago with uh, where Seattle just absolutely came out and exploded. I believe it was against Denver, but uh, where it was an absolute blowout. So uh, hopefully it's not a blowout. I think New England ha- or Atlanta has more talent on offense than uh, Denver did, but uh, the, the defense wins championships. Um, something else we have here. Um, you touched on it too, but Brady has more Super Bowl experience in the entire uh, Atlanta roster six games to five games. That's kind of interesting. Um, one of the number one reasons why I think that uh, New England has a good chance in this game, and it's interesting stats that I just couldn't believe when I saw it, but I saw it on two different things, so I, I, I guess it's true. Um, there's actually more money bet on the Cleveland Browns to win the Super Bowl than the Atlanta Falcons. So that's kind of interesting. That What does the public and what does everyone think about this Atlanta Falcons team? Now, granted, a lot of that money came earlier in the year, mm-hmm. but uh, that's an interesting stat. Wow. Um, the, for, what it, for what it's worth, um, the, the Madden simulation has New England winning by 10. So if you're into video game simulation, uh, take New England with the alternate point spread because uh, clearly Madden thinks that's true and uh, – New England also has uh, the MVP Tom Brady, according to the Madden simulation. So uh, something else boding in New England's favor, the last Super Bowl to be played in Houston was, um, unfortunately, when New England kicked a game-winning field goal against the Carolina Panthers in the Super Bowl, a game that is near and dear to my heart. A um, couple other little items here. Uh, the Pats are 16-0 and in the previous two years when Deion Lewis has been active and played. He's supposed to be active and play during the Super Bowl for the Pats. Um, since the Gronk injury, since he's went down, essentially, the Pats haven't lost. So dare I say that they're a, uh, a better team without Gronk than with Gronk. Granted, they only lost two games earlier in the year, but just throwing that out there. And the last stat that I have written down at the moment, Jim, uh, kind of an interesting one here. This is one that really, really jumped out at me. And I said, there's no way that this can be true. And then I started looking into it further, and it is true. This is Dan Quinn's first head coaching game against Bill Belichick. Since 2010, 
coaches in their first game against Bill Belichick have a combined record of three and twenty-two. How absurd is that, Jim? That's that's pretty disgusting. <laughs> that's a pretty disgusting stat. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, the guy that's is a, arguably the best coach of all time. Three and twenty-two. Wow. That, so that's what I have stats wise, but uh, I, I mean, it, it's stats only, and you, you can find stats to make either side. But uh, there's definitely some stats that clearly favor New England. Um, I, I think it. I think uh, with that head coaching stats, it's, uh, I think it's going to be Quinn's going to have a better chance for the big game because of the experience that he got last time. But I just can't go against Belichick and Brady in such a big game, especially given the. Uh, the terror that Brady has been on this year and the amount that he just wants to get back at everyone in the NFL. Uh, so that's kind of my two cents for the game at the moment. Um, anything you have to come back at there, Jim, and uh, you want to throw that number up again in case there's any callers. Yeah, the, the number to call in is 866-398-0383. Uh, of course, we'll have the uh, phone line open as long as the show's on tonight. So um, we, we'd love to hear calls and thoughts from people and, and, the, and you know where, where, where you're at with the game and what you think is going to happen. Um, I mean, in, in terms of numbers, Dave, and, and, and stats – Again, I, I think a lot of things are going to favor New England, and I think it's just kind of it, it's the it's the the rhetoric that we're used to is New England is is comfortable and and lives for these games, lives for these moments. They you know they they've been there how many times? You know they you know it, it just it at some point. You know they're going to lose in another Super Bowl. Is it this year, or is it uh, you know is it is are they going to win this year, and and is it going to be in the future if they get back to one? I, I don't know. At some point, dynasties come to an end. We all know that, and this is one of the most uh, impressive dynasties in 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 the NFL's history. I mean, I guess they're 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 all impressive. I I don't necessarily can say that you know one dynasty is greater than the other if you're if you're being called a dynasty um i i think you're you're just kind of in that in, in that club <laughs> you know you're you're not necessarily you know better or worse th than another one so you know it, it's 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 obviously going to come down to play on the field like you said it, you can come up with stats to to go on either side and and that's um you know the, that it, it's it just causes cause for discussion. Um, you know, I brought up a really good point. I know there, there's been some shows that have talked about it, and you know, I I'm, I meant to kind of touch on it as well. So bringing it in now is is this is uh, the Patriots being undefeated without Gronk, and I, I think the reason for that, Dave, is is simply this: they they've gotten used to playing without him. You know, obviously the guy when he's on the field and he's healthy is one of the most dominant tight ends, um, is is one of the, the best, you know, ball catchers in the entire NFL. Plain and simple. The the guy is incredible. The the problem is when really is he healthy? You know, he, he is he's become so unreliable that New England has had to find a way to win without him. When when the when it first happens, 
you know, you know how long ago when he started having the injury problems, everybody's like, well, now what are they going to do? I think they've just gotten to the point where they're used to it. I mean, even when Gronk was out and, and and Bennett was hurt, they they don't they don't blink, they don't flinch. Um, and and I mean that's that is a credit to this offense, but I think it's just because they, they're used to it. And and the, the the discussion was brought up. I think it was on the Dan Patrick show. Is is do the Patriots, uh, you know, use the option? on Gronk next year, do they let him go? And and if I, if I'm New England at the cost that, that it's going to cost you, I say let him go. The New England doesn't need him anymore. Yeah, I think he he probably needs New England more than New England needs him. Yeah, definitely. I mean I think uh I think one thing that uh hearing that said about Gronk it got me thinking and the thing that's interesting to me on this is you look back over Brady's career and he's really only had one big name receiver, and that would be Randy Moss, I believe. Um, but he, he seems to thrive when he's able to spread the ball around with selfless, selflessness players, guys that don't care if they get one catch or twenty catches a game, as long as the team does well. So I think that I think that uh, it actually puts a less pressure on Brady when he doesn't have these receivers because he's got to get. I mean, if he doesn't throw the ball to Gronk six, eight times a game, Gronk's pissed. So kind of interesting thing there, I think. Um, one other thing I want to add, Jim, um, I, I can't pick against Bill Belichick, but uh, I, I just got a text from one of the listeners on the show, and I got to throw this in there because I know it's going to make you so happy. But you're picking, you're putting your reputation on the line, picking a team that w- to win the Super Bowl, that lost to the Eagles in the regular season. I'm just throwing that out there, but they only scored <laughs> this, this dynamic Falcons offense only scored 15 points, I believe, against the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles. And uh, I mean, with without looking, I, I don't know what week that was. I mean, uh, was that? I, I would imagine that was closer to the beginning of the season. I mean, the the, the team, this team is playing at um, you know just just a different level at this point. I mean. You know, yeah, they 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 may have lost. You know, they they may have lost. It was week ten, Jim. All right, well, you know it. Again, I I wasn't looking at it. I wasn't sure. I, I yeah, I, I I am staking. I got staking my reputation. I mean, I it, when um, you know, I'm not I'm not concerned about them losing. But if they happen to, I'll still be well out ahead of you, uh, in the uh, in the NFL, uh, in the NFL head to head this year. So I I don't know that I'm. Uh, you know that concerned about my reputation on it, but um, I'm trying to add some drama here. I, you know, it just again, I, I just I look at this team and it 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 just it feels like, it, and I don't necessarily want to say changing of the guard because you know will Atlanta be able to build and 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 keep this thing together? After this year and over the next couple of years, uh, you know the, the the one of the special things that you kind of touched on about New England has been their ability to, um, you know, kind of be selfless. And and you know Brady's taken pay cuts and restructured his contracts, and um, you know they they've never had that kind of uh, except for the Randy Moss year. They haven't had the. Uh, superstar receiver. They haven't had the big name running back. I mean, w- w- besides Tom Brady, um, you know, and you you had you had Edelman, and you had uh, 
you know, you, you Wes Welker there for a couple of years, guys that you kind of got to know because you constantly saw them on highlight reels. But that, you know, a lot of it, I think, was Brady making those guys. So w- will Atlanta be able to, to, to build this into something that goes beyond this year? I don't know. But I, I really do. I feel like this this team feels like, uh, you know, they are the ones to kind of, uh, you know, to kind of knock the the Patriots off the uh, off the pedestal. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's going to be a good game, no doubt. Uh, it's just one of those I, I'm interested to see. I mean, I've been skeptical on New England's defense all year, but the, some of these numbers I've seen, that they when you when you factor out the the opposition and you factor it into the opposition that they played, their numbers are still damn good. Uh, granted, some of it's against a weaker offense, and I don't know if there's any team in the NFL that has the weapons that the Falcons have. But if there's anyone that's going to be able to figure out a way to shut them down with two weeks prep, well, it's Billy Belichick, of course. So it's just going to be one of these games. It's just going to be super interesting to see how it plays out and how. Um, how Belichick goes about stopping Julio. I mean, to, to me, the key to the whole game is Julio. If you shut down Julio, the Falcons or the Panthers, not the Panthers, the Patriots win. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep Um, wishing and hoping there, bud. I I am. I am. You got to, you got to hope, man. (laughs) Um, I, I think, I mean, I, I, obviously I like new England, but, uh, kind of transitioning over to some of these prop bets. Being liking New England here, I, I think my favorite prop bet on the market has to be Julio Jones in under receiving yards. I mean, A, if New England's going to have any chance, they have to shut down Julio. If I'm, if I'm Belichick, I'm saying Julio's not beating me. Let one of these other guys step up and beat me. But B, Julio's toe is not nearly as healthy as it's being made out to be. It's the Super Bowl, so you're not missing it. I mean, look what Thomas Davis went through last year to play in the Super Bowl. But uh, you... You never know when that's going to flare up or on the bottom of a pile or something along those lines. It just gets whacked wrong, and your your toe's acting up again, and you can't move on. I mean, it, it's it's just one of those props that there's there's no upside in taking the over on that for me. Um, I think the under is a clear great play, um, but what do I know? So uh, anything you like that stands out to you, Jim? Uh, well, well, let, let's let's keep uh, kind of kind of uh, football talk for the moment. We'll get back to some of the prop bets uh, in just a little bit. And, and and one one question that I I keep seeing kind of come up this week is um, is the the kind of Brady's legacy because you know he can he go to to four and two or does he fall to three and three and to me, you know, do, do, does that necessarily really matter? I mean, when, when you when you really look at it, and I know, I mean, when you compare to um, when you compare to Joe Montana, he, you know, obviously, I mean, Montana never lost one, you know, and, and he was four and zero. So maybe it is critical for Brady to get to get, to get number four, but the fact that he's been to six. Uh, you know, is is unreal in and of itself. I, I don't know that w- when winning or losing here, to me anyway, Dave doesn't necessarily change uh, change his legacy. I, I feel like Tom Brady's legacy is 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 pretty well set. Um, you, you, does that have an effect to you on on how we how we as football fans view Tom Brady in 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 the uh, in the history book? 
Um, to me, it has absolutely no effect at all. I mean, man's made six Super Bowls. Um, you can't really say much other than that. I mean, he's won. It's hard enough to get to the game. I mean, only two out of 32 teams get to play it. And um, he's had some pretty the, – the thing that's so impressive about it to me is Brady has made six Super Bowls when he's had some pretty damn good teams in the AFC against him. I mean, you had Peyton Manning and Reggie Wayne duo. You had the, the firepower in Denver. You've had the Steelers with the defense, um, just to name a couple. But you, you look at the, some of these um, teams that he beat. If, if you take New England out of the equation, you're talking about a dynasty with another team right now. And it's just about, it's probably the Pittsburgh Steelers, in all honesty. But uh, just getting the six. Super Bowls it, with as strong as the AFC is and has been, um, maybe not this year, but as strong as the AFC has historically been, just getting to these six Super Bowls is a heck of an accomplishment. And uh, as much as I don't want to admit it, he's a sure, sure, uh, surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no question there. Absolutely no question there. Dave, let's take a quick second here to, uh, to uh, pay the bills. For uh, NGSC Sports, uh, we'll take just a, a brief second here to do that, and uh, we'll just keep on rolling. Are you the next Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you. Again, you're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast, NGSCSports.com. Uh, the number to call in if you are listening and want to talk to talk about the Super Bowl, that is 866-398-0383. Again, 866-398-0383. You can follow along with the show all the time on Twitter at Huddle Up Podcast, Facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast. Check out all the shows on the NGSC Sports Radio Network by going to NGSCSports.com or Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn Radio app and search NGSC. Uh, so, you know, so Dave, obviously we've had some fun talking about this uh, talking about this game and uh, and, and whatnot. And, and, and just one final note on, on Tom Brady, and I don't want to keep uh, making it all about him, but obviously, um, you know, he's, he's probably the most recognizable face and, and player in the NFL right now. Um, is is this notion and, and I know uh there was some discussion through the uh through the show page again at Huddle Up Podcast today, uh and and uh some discussion there about uh is Tom Brady a system quarterback? I mean they go they go back to obviously he's uh you know been with Belichick his whole time and and uh you know has has had great success here, but uh you know how would he do outside of there? How would other quarterbacks do within the system, but the the question I post, and then and, and th- this is this I'll kind of throw to you, is, you know, I mean, we, we say is he a system quarterback, or people want to label him a system quarterback because he's been there and been successful the whole time, um, but you know, for the most part, now there are exceptions. Obviously, Peyton Manning won Super Bowls with two teams. Joe Montana won four Super Bowls with San Francisco, but took a uh Chiefs franchise uh from the basement to the playoffs uh in 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 a, in a year and that was at the tail end of his career so I don't think anybody's going to call uh Manning or Joe Montana a system quarterback but you know think about all the great quarterbacks that that we've watched and 
You know, Troy Aikman uh, did all of his work with Dallas. Uh, you know, Steve Young, you know, really did his work in, uh, you know, in San Francisco. Jim Kelly, Dan Marino, were these guys system quarterbacks, or did they were they good enough to just that that, that their team wanted to keep them there throughout the course of their career? Uh, does that necessarily make them a system quarterback, or does that just mean they're that good? Yeah, Jim. Um, I, I think that you you kind of this is kind of a unanswerable question. Um, any quarterback that is that good and that talented, the team would be absolutely moronic to change the system and to change what they're doing. It's kind of like why you don't see head coaches get fired on teams that are winning because generally it's working, so you keep doing it. Um, is Brady a system quarterback? Um, I don't know the answer to that. I, I could argue it either way. Um, I, I think Brady is exceptional at knowing what the playbook is and knowing where all his options are. And I think Brady is exceptional on reading defenses pre-snap. So he has a good idea of um, where he's going and what formations they have against him. But I think the one thing that Brady excels at that he doesn't get enough credit for, and it leads to the first two things that I mentioned, is the prep that he puts in off the field. Um I think that because he does all this, he's one of the smartest quarterbacks, which allows him to make all these reads. And, and not only does he know what the other team has tendencies are, but he knows his own team and where the guys are supposed to go. So I think system quarterback, you could argue that yes or no. Um, but I think you have to give Brady a ton of credit here because he, as we were saying 15 minutes ago, he has done a hell of a lot with no wide receivers around him. I mean, can you imagine if they have a top-tier running back under Brady, or if they have, if they, if they were to get a Julio Jones for him to throw the ball to, what it, what he could potentially do? Um, I I don't know if he's a system quarterback, but I think you have to. Brady is so well prepared that uh, I I just see him as having the edge over everyone in the league um, based on his prep, and I think that's where you have to give him the credit. So uh, interesting to hear your thoughts on this, though, Jim. Yeah, I, I honestly don't I don't think that he is. And maybe I'm in the minority or maybe um and, and maybe just in the it's in the society that we're in, the the social media society, uh, that you know, ev everybody wants to have this opinion and because of the Patriots and their success and again I go back to a conversation I had uh, I had a, with a coworker today, is he's like, Oh, I'm rooting for Atlanta because I'm you know I'm I'm sick of New England and because they win all the time, and and, and there was a poll this week, um, of, you know, taking uh, NFL fans for the second straight year, the the Patriots are are the most hated team, and the Cowboys are number two, and I, I think it goes back to just the the team that's at the top is is going to be hated, so. Um, I think sometimes people want to throw out that system quarterback thing at New England and at Tom Brady, obviously, because they don't want to admit how good he is. And, you know, I've, I've been podcasting now for over, for over four years since when I, when I first started, um, you know, doing, uh, doing a, a, a different version of the sports podcast and, and where it's morphed to, but 
before I before Nothing I did as it. Good as this, though. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. When I first started, before I, and before I started, I hated New England. I said I hated New England, and because I, I think it's just the popular thing to do. And the more and more that I that I've watched and 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 looked at sports for me, kind of a different angle, and maybe a more objective angle. And obviously, if if, if Mitch listens to this, he's going to laugh at that because Mitch and I have a lot of fun. Um, but <clears throat> excuse me, is when when you when you look at it objectively, you see how good Belichick is. You see how good Tom Brady is, and. I think people want to discredit that because they they just they don't want to uh they don't want to admit that he is the best and that New England is as good because it goes back to um you know the the scandals and guys and I were, were talking about that at work is th- there's there's so much misinformation about the scandals that people just would go oh the Patriots are cheaters because I think that's the easy thing to do if a team keeps winning they're cheating but there, there's probably corners being cut by by everybody across the league too, um, and and it's just a matter of getting caught. And the teams at the top, uh, we've talked about uh, over time, be it in college, be it in the NFL, or wherever, um, the the teams at the top are going to get caught before the teams at the bottom. Who gives a shit if uh, you know if the Bengals or the uh, Jaguars are cheating? Nobody's going to care. Uh, so I, I think that that's part of it. I, I don't think Tom Brady. Is a system quarterback at all? I think he, um, you know, he's one of these guys that, for one reason or the next, didn't shine that brightly in college, um, and and you know wasn't glaringly great in you know combines and stuff like that. But he has absolutely been uh, probably one of the hardest working and, and most talented players. Because just because you get a high draft pick doesn't mean you're going to be good. And just because you have a low draft pick or you go undrafted does not mean that you are bad. It just means that, you know, that there are different things. I mean, you want one of your most efficient your quarterbacks in the league this year was a, was a fourth-round pick. Um, you know, and Tom Brady was, what, a seventh-round pick. So where, where you're drafted doesn't mean you're great. And, and I you know, I just uh, – I think it's easy. I think it's easy for sports fans to um, – you know, to, to write a, a simple, easy rhetoric because that's that is um, sometimes easier to swallow than a team that you might hate actually being really good. Yeah, and system or not, Jim. I mean, you, to me, whether he's a system quarterback or not, who cares? I mean, this, this is part of how great of a duo these two uh, these two guys are. That whether he's a system quarterback or not. Belichick has done what he needs to do, and uh, Robert Kraft, the owner, has done what he needs to do to put the right pieces together in order for Brady to succeed. And um, quite frankly, if I've been to six Super Bowls and you, you're, you're going to knock me by saying, um, oh, you're a system quarterback, you're not that good, I'm going to laugh at you, say thanks, and I'm going to go home and uh, get under the covers with Giselle and all is good. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what a, what a hard life. Uh, you know, either – Th- what three either three or four Super Bowl wins, um, and and he's not even he's not even the uh, the breadwinner in that family. He and think about that. Think about how disgusting that is. That uh, for for what Brady makes, he he is not the uh, he is not the real money maker in that household. So 
Um, it, it, you know, yeah, it, exactly. Even if he, like, I think you put it perfectly. Uh, even if he is a super system quarterback, so what? I just, it's, I think it's just people, people want to put labels on it. People don't want to admit, uh, you know, certain things and, um, you know, like the, there's a lot, there's a lot of people. I mean, at the beginning of the year, I, as much as I didn't like it, I gave credit to the Eagles <clears throat> and, and what they were doing. And then I'll sit here and say, now that I think the Eagles have a bright future and are going to be absolutely competitive if they, uh, if they put just a couple more pieces in the right places, um, that there's, there's obviously, you know, with Carson Wentz and, um, you know, they, they get a couple wide receivers <clears throat> and, uh, you know, kind of, uh, just, just solidify their, their pass rush and their offensive line. Uh, I, I, the Eagles are just, the Eagles are fine. People panicked because they, they started off so well, but you know, I, I think the Eagles are, are a dangerous team going forward. I don't like to admit that, but that, you know, there's, there's people around here where, where we are both from in central PA that don't want to give the credit to the Cowboys, um, because they're, they're Eagles fans or they're Steelers fans and, and that that's fine. So I, I just think that's maybe this, this scenario with, uh, with new England, uh, Dave and any other kind of thoughts on this? Let's, let's go look at some prop bets. I know you're into, you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, the, the, I mean, I, I go back to everything that I've said, that if I'm Belichick, I mean, my key to the game is shutting down Julio, and whatever happens after that, I have to live with, because, I mean, if I take, I, I mean, Matt Ryan is great and all, but the key is taking Julio out of the game, because then that, that takes away their biggest weapon, so um, the, key, the key for New England to win is to, to I don't, I'm not going to say shut down, because I don't know that you can shut down Julio, but uh diminish his uh his uh ability to affect the game as much as possible yeah certainly um again the number to call in 866-398-0383 that is 866-398-0383 uh i i pulled a i pulled an article today dave and it is the uh the 51 weirdest prop bets uh, for the super bowl we're not obviously going to go over all 51 uh it starts off uh, i mean this goes from entertainment to pregame to postgame and and everywhere in between um it uh the, the very first one is what will luke bryan be wearing when he starts singing the national anthem um blue jeans uh you know one out of two uh, any other pants or shorts, uh, three to two, uh, the, the comment here, wagering another man's pants is always fun. Uh, the guess here is blue jeans is a lock, but it might feel too casual for the national anthem before the super bowl. Uh, on the other hand, uh, Luke Bryan has a brand to maintain and blue jeans are definitely part of that. Yeah. Um, interesting one I saw relating to Luke Bryan, um, other than the, the obvious length of the national anthem, which I'll touch on in a couple seconds, but uh, is he going to wear a hat during the national anthem? Um, he's a country guy, so I, I don't think he will because I think he's uh, pretty pretty raised correctly and will take his hat off if he happens to have one on. Um, but I thought that was an interesting prop when you're bringing the, the country cowboy hats and all that into it. Um, one thing I do want to touch on with the length of the national anthem while we're, we're talking country music here on the, the, the sports podcast um, but one thing I do want to touch on, uh, two, two items that I did see, um, Luke Bryan sang the national anthem, and I believe it was the 2012 all-star game. Um, and that national anthem was clocked at about a minute 59. Okay. Uh, so throwing that out there, um, I believe he did one. I don't remember where it was, but I think he did one about a year and a half ago as well. And that was clocked at about two eighteen. 
one thing, and this is the day word advice if you're betting national anthems, make sure you know the rules because some of the some of the national anthems will start uh, the clock when the first word is is uh, is sung or uh, said, and some will start when the music begins. So uh, you, you might be playing 220, but it might be uh, based on the music, so that uh, doesn't really help you much. So. Just, uh, just make sure you know the the rules. Uh, Jason and I were actually talking about this at bowling tonight, uh, but uh, I, I think uh, I think Luke will sing it uh, correctly, for lack of better terms. That he'll uh, just go straight through the words as are, and it won't be all this uh, flair and dramatics like we had during the uh, Thanksgiving game, where I was able to eat an entire Thanksgiving dinner until we got halfway through the national anthem. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I imagine this one, uh, if I had to guess, uh, would probably be fairly straightforward. Uh, and in terms of the hat, I, I, I get my, um, my, my, my country artist mix up, uh, because, uh, I don't really care that much about country music, especially not, uh, newer country music, but, uh, I feel like he's the guy that has like a backwards baseball hat, like gimmick thing. Um, so my guess is that he is going, I, I would guess that he would have it on, uh, during this. And, and I, and I'm not sure cause I know it was brought up. Uh, at the Winter Classic, when the uh, when the Bruins hosted up at Fenway Park, James Taylor wore a some sort of of winter hat because obviously in uh, January in Boston it gets a little chilly, and uh, I, I think I remember there there is some provision uh, in like the national anthem code that uh, if you are performing, you can have a uh, ha- have headwear on. So uh, I would have to check on that. I don't have that. Uh, I don't have that up, but I, I believe. I'm prepared, Jimmy. I'm prepared. I know. I know. I'm. I'm horrible. I didn't. Uh, I didn't think that was actually. That was actually not one of the ones that I had uh, <clears throat> on my list. So that that's why I, I came in unprepared. Uh, here, here's a fun one. How many times will Gronk or Gronkowski be said during a live uh, during the live broadcast? Most of the ones I have here are uh, are from Bovada. Uh, the over-under here is set at three. The note is from kickoff to final whistle, live broadcast only. Halftime and commercials do not apply. I, I think this screams over all the way, Do you? don't you? I think it screams over for the sheer fact that I think the Patriots offense is going to be on the field a lot, and that's generally where you would expect to hear it. Um, kind of going along those lines with people's names being mentioned, um, I, I, I saw I saw one relating to Donald Trump and how many times his name would be mentioned. I think it was set at two and a half, which uh, to me that screams under because I think that they're going to try to avoid anything relating to politics on this broadcast and give everyone in America a break from it. So I think there's a I, I think there's some uh, extremely good value on the under on that one. Um, but there, there's some uh, there's some substantially interesting props out there. Um, and and the, some of the ones that I really like, Jim, are, are when you have these mentions, you say, oh, um, number of times Donald Trump is mentioned on the broadcast versus number of turnovers for the New England Patriots. You know, something along those lines, pick a side and go. Like, I don't know who you pick there, but uh, when, when you factor some of that stuff in, it gets very interesting. But uh, uh, I, I like the fun props and all, but I tend to go more towards the, uh, the actual ones related to the game. So. I'll keep throwing in some little insights on these in my eyes, but uh, wait till we get into the meat of the game until I really weigh in. Hopefully, yeah, I I, I hope that they uh, that they err on this side of the under on that one. Just 
I think I think you know it, it's whether you're into it or not. I think uh, the Super Bowl would be a good time to get a good uh, a good break from it. Um, let's see here. How many good commercial opportunities are out there though with all the politics crap going on right now? Oh my God, there's so many. I and I think and here's well here's another question to you too is. is um, because I, I know it always becomes like a hot thing on on social media in the uh, in the day couple days leading up to it is I know the last couple of years they have the companies and in, in the Super Bowl they've released all the commercials early um, now for me I never watch them ahead of time because I I, I do kind of enjoy the uh, you know I have to be back for for when the commercials are on I think back to when I was in college. Um, and uh, the, the before the days of Facebook and YouTube and all that, uh, w- w- friends of mine and I uh, we smoked and we would go out and smoke during the game itself because we wanted to be back in uh, for the commercials. So I, I've always been a uh, commercial purist. How about you? Well, um, one one thing I will throw in here, Jim. Um, last year was the first year that I actually watched the commercials ahead of time. And with the Panthers being in the game, I didn't want to miss the game. So I actually kind of reversed on what uh, normally happens there. But uh, I, I think it's great that if your team's in, you can watch them ahead of time, and then you uh, you get uh, you get some great advantages there. But uh, I, I'm with you as well that I enjoy the commercials, and um, I'm very thankful that I have an iron bladder and uh, can wait till the, the halftime show to relieve myself of the couple of beers that I will drink during the game. Just uh, just a couple, huh? Um, <laughs> Always two, officer. <laughs> um, let's see here. Let's look at some of the ones. Let's go to some Here's one. Here's one for you, Jim. Will someone illegally enter the field during the Super Bowl? Um, the the no is the obvious answer, but you have the yes. You're getting fifteen to one on your money. So if you think that's going to happen, you got some uh, some pretty sizable uh, uh, money to be made there. Yeah, certainly. Uh, I, I after well, after seeing, uh, did, did you see the clip of Ezekiel Elliott tackling a guy who came out on the during the Pro Bowl? I did, and yeah, uh, I, I just want to say he hits pretty hard. He hits harder than a lot of uh, the Cowboys defense. So they, oh, no oh, can bring wow. Okay. Well, I mean, the Cowboys defense obviously hits harder than the Panthers defense based on what we saw this year, but um, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I. I I'd like to think that nobody's dumb enough to go out during the Super Bowl, but I, I, I maybe I'm giving people way too much credit. Um, I, I would agree with that. Uh, will either team score three straight times? Yes is minus one ninety. No is plus one seventy. With these two teams, I, I would guess no. I, I, I feel like th- th- there's going to be a pretty good chance we get some sort of a shootout here. I think your your opportunity for that your your best opportunity is around halftime there. So okay. You get a team to uh, score yeah. right before half and get a, a stop and then come out and uh, score again or something along those lines. But uh, I, I would tend to agree that the the no seems pretty obvious. But generally on something like that, when it seems obvious, the other way is the way that you tend to go. So I don't know. Uh, how about total yardage? Uh, of all touchdowns, the over under is set at, uh, and this one from Westgate, over under uh, one hundred point five. 
Uh, the note here says, I mean, well, just to kind of maybe advice here is uh, Pats are usually pretty good for a jailbreak, and with the Falcons' explosiveness, uh, it would it would kind of make sense to take the over, which I kind of I I, I agree with. It makes sense to take the over there, and but uh, again, I go back to um, the, with this jailbreak defense or jailbreak offense type thing. Um, if you know that you're beat, tackle the guy. I mean, you're, you you that can get blown up real easily with a couple pass interferences in the end zone, and now instead of being a forty yard bomb, you got to play from the two. So um, that's a lot of yardage adding up on touchdowns. But who knows? I mean, it, it's it's why they play the game. Um, I would tend to I, I wouldn't play that either way because I could argue that. There's no value on that for me. So, uh, any that uh, any that jump out at you, Dave, as you're looking over yours. Um, a couple of the non-real uh, non-real game-related ones here. Um, will any Falcon player do the dirty bird? Huh. Um, Jim, by the way, if the Falcons win. I think it's a requirement that you post a video of you doing the dirty bird. <laughs> I, I think that sounds proper. I have to, uh, I have to brush up on my, uh, on my dirty bird skill. And no, the show doesn't have insurance to pay for your chiropractor the next day. <laughs> uh, luckily I do. Luckily I do. So, um, some of the other interesting ones, um, I've seen here, will either team break a, uh, a Super Bowl record of 55 points scored. Um, interestingly enough, um, this one jumped out at me because 55 points, everyone keeps talking about how this is going to be an offensive game. Um, the the over on it, or the yes for over 55 points, you're getting a half to one on your money. It's plus 1150. So it seems like that, uh, with, with everyone talking how offensive the game is going to be, it seems like there's some... Uh, there's some uh, value there, but uh, I, I still think that this is going to, I still think the Super Bowl is going under and it's not going to be nearly as high as everyone thinks it's going to be. So I'm in the minority on that, but uh, take that for what it's worth. Um, another one that I think, uh, well, honestly, hold on, uh, hit home with- on the, on the, uh, on the, on the total, uh, on the total points, I, 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 you know, maybe take this moment down in time is, is I tend to agree with you. I think when everybody, I think too many people expect this to be super high scoring, and I, I do think that that because of the defenses, that, that there that I think there is a, a greater chance of it being, you know, under that mark. That's a lot of points. That is a lot of points for a Super Bowl, and 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 for for two defenses that are pretty damn good, especially right now. It's a lot of points for a Super Bowl, and you factor in all the pressure on it too. Plus, I'm an under guy anyway, so I like uh, I like playing the unders. Um, another another prop that uh, Jim, I think you're going to be interested in, um, but total number of points scored by Alex Ovechkin on Sunday in the hockey game. That's NHL. Um, but total number of points scored for Alex Ovechkin versus total number of touchdown passes for Tom Brady. Huh, that, that see that's kind of fun. Um hmm. how how much would you love that you sit there and one way or the other cuz the Caps game's obviously going to be done when the Super Bowl starts. Right, that starts how at cool noon, would it yeah. Be if you, 
how, how sweet would it be if you have a $500 bet on Alex Ovechkin and he puts up a hat trick and has two assists and you're saying, fuck you, Tom. I got, uh, <laughs> there's no way you're catching this bet. So um, just one of those interesting ones that, that you could be sitting there with a winning or a losing ticket before the game even starts. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you, you know, you're, you're praying that Ovechkin does uh, what Ovechkin does. Uh, total number of penalties in the game by both teams, the over under 12 and a half. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I would take the under here, uh, just because in, in the year of, you know, the referees making headlines so many times, I, I think that they are going to want to avoid that. Uh, this is a pretty good crew. Uh, and I, I just think that the, uh, the, the league and the officiating, I think is going to be a little looser, uh, on Sunday would be my hope and my guess, because I don't think. The last thing the NFL wants at this point, and you know, maybe maybe this is me putting my foot in my mouth, but the last thing the NFL wants right now is for the officials to become the story in uh, in this year's Super Bowl. Yeah, I definitely definitely agree with you on that one. So, um, I I just don't know in the penalties because there's so many different things that can can sway that. I mean, if New England's got to come back, I can see. If New England or Atlantis gets down 14 real quick, I can see the penalties go against whoever the team is that's leading to try and help the other team come back. Um, the one thing the NFL really wants in this game is they want a competitive game. I mean, I, I don't care what anyone says, that if this game isn't competitive, there's going to be a lot of backlash on Monday, period. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't think the uh, I don't think the NFL – uh, once that, uh, I'll give the, the phone number one more time here. 866-398-0383. Again, 866-398-0383. As we, uh, we're going to kind of begin to wrap this up a little bit. Uh, we have some, we're going to go through a couple more prop bets just for the, uh, for the sake of fun. Um, but, uh, and then we're going to kind of give our closing thoughts, uh, on the, uh, you know, on the on the Super Bowl game. So, Dave, any 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 other ones that uh, really jump out at you? Um, I touched on it earlier, but I think the, the the I think my favorite play of the entire prop bet thing, the prop bet options, and I'm I'm on Bookmaker at the moment, and they're showing 369 prop bets. Um, but I think my favorite one is Julio Jones under on anything I can get him under on. Um, I, I think Belichick makes Julio the spotlight of the defense. And it's been pounded into New England's head for the past 12 days or whatever, however many days it is when we're taping this Wednesday night. But uh, it's been pounded into New England's defense how great Julio is. If that doesn't get a grown man up, um, energized on how to stop someone, I don't know what does. So I see, I see this number. Um, I, I think I saw 120-something earlier this week. Um, I, I think this number is too high. I mean, I think New England is going to do everything they can to stop them. And plus, um, if you like New England, you have to love the under for Julio. Um, but the other thing is, if you like Atlanta, Atlanta is talented enough that even with this number going under for Julio, they can still win the game. But I think that this is uh, some extreme value. The other one that I really like is I like Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl MVP. I think he's about plus 125 I saw the last time I looked. Um, if New England wins the Super Bowl, plain and simple, Tom Brady's your MVP. I mean, who else is going to get it? Very few people 
outside of those that follow football, can name more than five or six people in this Patriots team. I mean, if, if the Patriots win the Super Bowl, you're getting better than even money on Tom Brady as the MVP. You have to jump all over that. I mean, the, there, there's a ton of value there. Um, another one that I saw uh, earlier, uh, first player to score a touchdown for New England, um, Tom Brady was like 29 to 1. The only reason I like that is the Tom Brady sneak from the goal line. I mean, I think, uh, I think you're, you're going to have Tom do some things that we haven't seen him do a lot in his career. He wants a Super Bowl bad, considering everything he's been through this year. So um, another Super Bowl trend I heard um, is that the, the first quarter under, uh, so again, the under for the total number of points scored in the first quarter is like 10-3 in the last 13 Super Bowls. Um, this makes a lot of sense to me. Because you, you, you have to kind of feel the teams out early on in the game. Um, I, I think there's some, especially like in the full game under, I obviously like all the quarters under as well. Um, but I think there's some value there in the early part of the game trying to figure the teams out and shake off the nerves. I mean, you have five total games, five total Falcon games that have played in the Super Bowl. Uh, you got some nerves there, regardless of what they say. Um, so I think there's some value on that as well. So, uh, Jim, anything else you have is regarding the props? I kind of hit a couple there at high level. Uh, here's but a couple. I, I also- here's sure. a couple being uh, being fans of golf that are that I think are kind of interesting. Um, Phil Mickelson's fourth round score versus Patriots rushing yards, which will be the highest number. Um, and I guess it would depend if Phil makes it to Sunday. So uh, that would be an interesting one to make. Uh, you know, obviously that would have to go down uh, over the next uh, couple of days. Uh, what will be higher, Tiger Woods' fourth round birdies or Patriots Falcons field goal made? Um, based on the way Tiger played last week, I would take the uh, the, the field goals made. <laughs> to be honest, perfectly honest, I think that one could be a uh, you know could be an easy one there. Um, Let's hear what will be higher, Tiger Woods 72 hole score or Tom Brady gross passing yards. Uh, that one's kind of interesting. A couple of uh, golf tie-ins. You had the Ovechkin one um, a, uh, a couple of minutes ago. This one always kind of fun. Uh, who will uh, who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first? God 2-1, to one, team or teammates 2-1, to one, coach 9-1, to one, family 9-1. to one. Owner nine to one, Donald Trump twenty to one, uh, and does not mention any of those above is five to two. Uh, the note there says always go God. So, um, good Lord, if it would be tr- if it would be Trump, that would just uh, man, that would that would incite some uh, some wild stuff. Uh, so what I'm hearing is it's more likely that he mentions the Huddle Up podcast than Donald Trump because we're five to two. I, I guess exactly, exactly. I like the way you think, Dave. Um, let's see here. Uh, what will the color liquid be that is poured on the winning coach? Um, let's see here. Clear three to one, uh, lime or green three to one, orange three to one, yellow three to one, red six to one, blue 15 to two, purple 12 to one. And I think they, uh, the, the Patriots poured blue Gatorade when they won in uh, Super Bowl 49. I would think maybe uh, the Falcons would have red ready in case they uh, in case they win. So I, I would kind of go red or blue. So obviously for me, I would say I would go. I would bo- I would bet on red if if uh, if you're uh, if you're doing this one. 
And uh, the, I'm going, li- I'm going lime, lime or lemon, whatever you call it, because it's going to look great in uh, Bill Belichick's salt and pepper hair. <laughs> uh, and the last one here on my list is if the Patriots win, will Brady, Belichick, or Kraft be seen shaking Roger Goodell's hand on TV? Uh, yes is uh, minus 180 or 5 to 9. No uh, is plus 140 or 7 to 5. So uh, – I, I think they uh, they will, uh, you know, shake the hand. I think that, I mean, look, we we we've seen enough Stanley Cups won over the over the years, and uh, I think the players, as well as fans uh, that you uh, that you hear booing Gary Bettman out of every building that he is in, uh, I don't think fans or players alike are fans of Gary Bettman, but they uh, they do shake the hand and I think that's the right thing to do. So I think you you will see the handshake. That would be the smart play in my opinion. Yeah, I think you, you I, I think it's a publicity thing that you have to, but uh I don't think there'll be any love lost in the handshake either. So. No, I I don't um, think so. Yeah, definitely interesting. I mean, there's a lot of uh, a lot of prop bets out there. So, uh, anything else you have there, Jim? Are you ready to to wind down a little bit here? Uh, I think we can wind this thing down, man. I, I and and just uh, just put a bow on it and get ready for the Super Bowl on Sunday. Well, Jim, a uh, couple words closing up here. Uh, a just got to thank you for uh, throwing all this together here, and uh, hell of a first football season we have together, and uh, definitely going to continue doing this. I know both of us look forward to it, and. Uh, Obviously, we have to thank our uh, our devoted crew that listens to us every week. I know we have a handful of gentlemen that uh, always are on and uh, always listening to us. So I uh, have to thank those guys as well. Um, but to all our listeners, uh, we, we hope we, we are uh, welcome and you take the time out to us uh, to listen to us once in a while. And uh, we, we hope that our uh, rambling on here for oh, 75 minutes or so, it looks like, um, actually can lead to some success for you. Um, hopefully you're able to hit a prop bet pool or you're able to win a Super Bowl square. I mean, myself personally, I'm fully expecting Jim to be paying me from his work poll in the Super Bowl squares <laughs> that's uh, happened to be going on because uh, winning a square is one thing, but when Jim has to pay you the money, it just feels so much better. So hopefully you guys are able to uh, cash on some uh, some action this weekend that you get down on the game. But uh, more importantly, um, I hope everyone's able to enjoy the game. Um, and enjoy everything going on about the game and take the game for what it's worth because this sure, this is a uh, a celebration of football. So I don't want to say it's a sacred weekend, but uh, it's a darn good day in the football world. Um, so make sure everyone enjoys the game. But, uh, again, thanks to all the listeners and thanks to uh, to everyone for all their support this year. And uh, we're going to keep this, uh, keep this puppy rolling. So, um, Jim, I hope you enjoy the game, but I hope you're uh, disappointed in the outcome and uh, Brady's lifting the trophy. <laughs> All right, Dave, uh, I, I hope you enjoyed as well. Uh, and uh, go Falcons, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one, Jim. So that's going to do it, folks. That's going to do it for our Super Bowl preview. Again, I'll echo what Dave said and just want to thank everybody for uh, for listening and supporting us throughout this uh, the, this first season. We, um, we, you know, we've had a blast, and we're going to keep this thing going. Uh, might not be every week throughout the offseason, but uh, just stay tuned to facebook.com slash huddle up podcast twitter is at huddle up podcast for all of the uh all of the news surrounding the show all of the news surrounding sports uh that we are sure to cover uh throughout the uh throughout the year and of course uh gearing back up towards football 
uh, next year. We'll have a lot of great things in store for you. Uh, just got to kind of nail down the, uh, you know, the, the details on it. But again, enjoy the game this Sunday, folks. Make sure you uh, you're smart about it. If uh, you know you you do sample in the libations that you uh, that you have a plan, either to stay somewhere or have a driver, take an Uber, call a taxi. Just be safe, folks. That is the key. We are the Huddle Up Podcast. We'll be back again next Wednesday night, nine thirty p.m. Eastern time, right here on NGSCSports.com. Check out NGSCSports.com for all of the shows, all the written content, all the bonus coverage, and much, much more there. It is the home of the place where we never stop. Make sure you check out all the shows as well across the NGSC Sports Radio Network by searching NGSC on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn Radio app. You can podcast our show on Android or iTunes by uh, by searching Huddle Up with Jim and Dave on either of those formats. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, we ask that you rate and review the show. Also, we stream daily, LeibSports.com, L-E-E-I-B Sports.com. Again, I am at Big Jim Sports. Dave is at D Gerhart 24 That is at D-G-E-R-H-A-R-T-024. You can easily find us on Twitter and Facebook at Huddle Up Podcast on both places. Again, thank you, folks, for listening. No matter who you're rooting for, have fun, enjoy it. And until next time, go for the win. Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you.